let's go. Let's talk to Chris Lee because he he's got way more important things to talk about than what conference Notre Dame is or in. Or if they're or, in a conference. Or, or not in, I guess. Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 joins us now. Chris, what's going on? Hey, I'm, I'm laughing at your conversation. There's so much proof there. <laughs> what conference is Notre Dame in for baseball, Chris? If anybody knows, I know it's you. It, it would it would be the ACC. So do they actually play mm-hmm. conference baseball, or do they get an automatic to the NCAA's? They, they play conference baseball. They they must earn it. Mm. Yeah, Atlantic Division. Okay, all right. Mm. Don't anyway. get me started. <laughs> Didn't we address this last yeah, week? We've addressed with it. Teams we most hate. Yes. Okay. We've addressed it. All right. All it's right. been addressed. Chris, uh, you know, we wanted to talk to you because obviously what, what are your thoughts on tonight's Tennessee-Tennessee Tech game using wood bats playing at the Smoky Stadium? Is Tennessee trying to lose? I, I didn't know about the, the wooden bat thing of the day. I think that's really cool. I wish you'd see more teams do that from time to time. Uh, I, I think that's a fun idea. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever seen it, and I've covered college baseball close to 20 years. I don't remember – don't remember this happening before, but I think it's fun. I don't think it's just fun. I think it's safe. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, look, you. I don't know if you saw what I wrote last week, but safety is the topic that if it's not being talked about enough, it needs to be talked about more. The floor is, the, the, the floor is yours, sir. With me at, <laughs> well, I remember when our years overlapped on the Vanderbilt beat. Were you around for 09? Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember that year, don't you? Um, I'm hearing a lot of the same stuff that I heard then. Mm, that that there is some some tampering going on. And and I wrote about it last week. I spent five days doing an article. Um, I got quotes from the NCAA, the SEC, and and some different um, venues. But I'll just say go to southeastern14.com. It's our lead article, and I think this is a thing that I think people are starting to figure out a little bit, not to the extent that they should be, but I I think we're at a very interesting time with equipment, and I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. If you want to hear more about Chris's thoughts on that, visit southeastern14.com, as I am trying to do right now. Um, Chris, what we wanted to ask you about coming off of the past weekend, we mentioned Vanderbilt has now lost – seven of their last eight Southeastern Conference games. Tennessee, obviously, is being Tennessee. And as a Vanderbilt fan, and, and I'm, not to discount your journalistic expertise, but, but I know where your allegiances lie, um, which is tougher for the average Vanderbilt fan to take right now, that Vanderbilt is really struggling or that Tennessee is really good? You know, I, I think to me, listening to the fans, it's hard. It's hard to separate the two right now because, <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, well, let's 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 be honest. They just overlapped two weekends ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Vanderbilt is winning, and say Vanderbilt's you know top five in the country, Tennessee becomes less of an issue, but. It's harder to separate Tennessee because Tennessee's a threat to to Vanderbilt right now. I mean, Tennessee beat Vanderbilt with a couple of kids from its own backyard. Um, 
I, I don't think the question is as simple as you framed it. Um, but certainly, I, I think I've always thought there's room in the state for two great baseball programs. I, looking at it through a Vanderbilt lens, I think that, yeah, I don't think Vanderbilt fans would, would care for this either way. Mm-hmm. But, but I think it takes on a different degree with the fact they just dropped out of the top 25 this week, if that makes sense. Makes perfectly good sense. And, yeah, I, I'd agree with you, Chris. I think that there is room in this state for both Tennessee and Vanderbilt to be successful on the diamond. Um, you mentioned that Tennessee is is having the success that it's having with a couple of kids out of Vanderbilt's backyard, so to speak. I think Tennessee's backyard is a little bit bigger, or they certainly feel like it is. And so um, – there's that, but um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it probably is a little bit more nuanced of a question than I framed it as, but but bottom line, Tennessee sitting at number one and Vanderbilt nowhere to be found in this week's top 25 is a dynamic that certainly no Vanderbilt fan would have expected coming into the year. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, you know, Tennessee has probably played the disrespect card, and I, I don't blame it for that. Um, I'd probably do that too. But the fact is, you just don't see this, right? I mean, e- even elite programs have a hard time performing at, at this level. And, and, and I, by the way, I'd, I'd probably put Tennessee in that elite category now. If they're not there, they're getting there. But but you know what I mean? Tennessee's mm-hmm. not had this kind of track record that that available to an LSU or Florida's had. And even for those programs, like when you come off, like I'll I'll look at Vanderbilt 2014, that team won a national title. That team won five of its 10 weekend series. Um, It replaced most of its lineup. The answers came together at the end. You just don't see a team like this where it lost its three best infielders. It lost its, its three starters. And, and the one it didn't lose was Blade Tidwell, who nobody thought was going to pitch this year back in February. Now he's throwing some some weekday and, and middle relief duties on the weekend and, and getting back, which makes him scarier. But you don't do no, – nobody does what Tennessee's doing. It is, it is incredibly hard to perform at that level, much less replacing the players Tennessee replaced. I think everything pointed to – if you know the way the league usually works, you can kind of guess that to say, well, they were this last year, they lost that, they gained that. You know, you can usually peg them in a range where you're pretty sure that it's going to fit at the end of the year. What they have done is mind-blowing, uh, and I've never seen a team doing what they're doing right now. As Chris and I mentioned, Tennessee hosting Alabama in a three-game series this weekend. Um, number 24, Alabama, by the way. Meanwhile, um Vanderbilt hosting 23rd-ranked Florida this weekend. The, the Commodores, again, unranked. Um, so, first of all, how does Vanderbilt go about riding its ship at this point? That, that's funny. I just did an hour-long podcast where we had this topic, and, and the simple answer is it's not easy. Um I have seen some of Tim's teams do this before where you get to the midseason point. You, you just don't know where the, this team is going. You're not even sure if it's, it's, you know, good or great. You don't know what it is. And then in the season, he's pushed all the buttons. 
um, and, and you know they've won a national title or something like that. We've seen that happen before. I, I, I don't know. Um, and the thing is that makes it so tough is I don't understand their offense right now, Mo. I, I don't get. You know, you watch them three weeks ago. They're coming off, and they're they're on an eighteen game winning streak. And, and number eighteen was ten nothing over South Carolina in its building on Friday night. Mm-hmm. You, you don't think a pretty good South Carolina coming, team. Well, an, an okay team. It's it's an up and down South Carolina mm-hmm. team. They're they're I think fourteen and fifteen, but they also took took a series from Texas. So you just you never know with those guys and. That did not feel like the next step to this. State losses in SEC play, and, and the, the really weird thing is the one win in the middle of that was nineteen to four, which makes it a little bit harder to figure. The thing that I look at is I, I don't know. They pushed a lot of buttons with that lineup. Most of them aren't working right now. I still think talented team. I mean, you know, Spencer Jones, Dom Keegan, Enrique Bradfield Jr., all potential major leaguers one day. Carter Young, potential major leaguers. I, I don't know why it's not happening for them. Um, and I've heard Tim hint at this at times. I, I'm not going to say every kid they've got to Brainiac, but they get a lot of smart kids. And sometimes smart kids tend to overthink things. And, and when you're thinking – in sports, sometimes you're not playing. I wonder if that's an issue. I don't know. I don't have easy answers for you. Do I think this is a better team than, uh, you know, to be out of the top 25 right now? Yeah, I do. Is it beating anybody of consequence to a large degree? No, it's not. It's taken one game from Oklahoma State. Um, it, it's taken one game from Auburn. Other than that, the quality wins aren't, aren't there. No, it's, it's again – Funny stuff can happen over baseball over 30 games. Based on history, I, I, I would expect them to get it right, but there's a lot more doubt at this point of the season than you usually have, and, and certainly a lot more doubt than you had three weeks ago. Conversely, how does Alabama go in and stop Tennessee? One game. Boy, that's a good question. You know, all, all the talk about the bat, Man, their arms are phenomenal. They, they, they got a, a potential first-round guy to school in Chase Burns. And he's pitched like it, but it, it's not, you know, it goes further than that. A lot of first-round arms don't pitch like first-round arms off the bat. He has. Uh, Drew Beam has been the pitcher of the league in the year. It, it's crazy what he's done, the strike throwing that's been there. Um, he's kind of changed from a guy that, Throws a lot of fly ball outs to when I saw him two weekends ago. Just was getting one ground ball out after another. Uh, in the middle, you got Chase Stolander. I think um, a pitcher of the year candidate in this league, even though he had a rougher outing against Missouri. The, the rotation is one thing. I don't think anybody's got the depth of starting pitching in the league, maybe not in the country, the way they've got it. But then you look after that, man, and they've got Blade Tidwell, who is their best arm, no questions asked coming into the year. He's pitching in small spots right now. Uh, you talk about a heck of a, a break class in case of emergency plan. That's unbelievable. I mean, he would have been – Blake Tidwell might have been the preseason pitcher of the year in this league if he hadn't been hurt. And, and now he's 
you know, he's maybe their fourth starter. They've got experience coming out the ears. They've got handedness. They've got guys who throw 104. They got guys who don't break 85 with control and good stuff. You know, I just look everywhere on their pitching staff. I see the abundance of arms. I see the, the different ways they throw it, the different angles at which they throw it. And, and, and my goodness, right now, good luck beating them. But let's not forget Alabama just went to Ole Miss and won three and is playing pretty well. Tennessee is due at some point because you just do that in baseball. But when you look at how the machine was built from the pitching end, my, my goodness, that they're that's about as good as I've seen. Chris Lee of Southeastern 14 here on Main Street Sports Day. Chris, thanks for taking some time with us. As always, it is a pleasure and great insight. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. You bet. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a oh. – You can you can find him, by the way, at Chris Lee 70 on Twitter and at 14, at 14 Southeastern. Um, great stuff they're putting out, including this article on – the giant hole in the NCAA's bat inspection process, the safety hazard it creates, and the NCAA's reluctance to fix it. So um, check that out. Yes, sir. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk to Bruno Reagan. USFL kicks off this weekend. There's a lot of rule changes and unique stuff going on in the USFL this year. We'll talk about all of those things. And, well, what does Bruno think about it? He'll be playing in those games with the weird rules. So let's ask him. Be back after this on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. <laughs> 